0: Bye. 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 Welcome to the Beauty School Bobby podcast. Today we are here with Jamie Carroll all the way from Australia. So we are doing something a little bit different today. So recording via phone, um, but we're so excited to have him here with us because we're going to talk about something that we haven't hit yet um, on the podcast, which is technology in the beauty industry. Jamie's doing some amazing things right now with technology, and I want to talk to him. And when it came up of this subject, we knew that we had to get Jamie. So we're so lucky to have him. So hi, Jamie.
1: Hello, Bobby. How are you? Mm-hmm. In, um, you're in Tennessee, aren't you? I am. Memory?
0: Yes, we're in Knoxville. <laughs> <laughs> and you've been I here before, Knoxville. right?
1: Yeah, I've got, yeah, well, I've, I've, uh, Frank Gambuz is one of my closest friends. So, um, yeah, no, it's. Um, I've had some amazing time there in Knoxville with the Zell and Bizarre team. Good. Nice.
0: Well, we're so excited. So I know we're not in person, but this is, I think, going to be just as good. So I want to start off by asking you where you were at when you decided to get into the beauty industry. So what was it? Was there an event? Was there just a time of your life that you decided, I want to do hair, and how did this happen?
1: Well, this will probably prove my age, maybe. and Not that I'm that old, but um, (laughs) I um, actually, the reason I ended up in the beauty industry was I was at um, boarding school, and... um, I actually seen a clip of a guy called Vidar Sassoon on the TV. And at the time, I was doing, trying, I was from a farm and I wanted to try being a plumber, trying being a chef. And I tried all these things, but I seen this video and I thought, I could travel with that and I could talk to people. And as you'll get from this um, uh, interview, I can talk a lot. so the careers of mine said, why don't you try hairdressing? And um, at the time, there was a bit of a stigma around hairdressing with, you know, guys, straight guys doing hairdressing. And, and I, I didn't care about that and all that sort of stuff And because um, it was in the early 80s. And um, and, um, and I went, you know what, I'm going to give this a go. And I, and I loved it and I tried it. Ultimately, I ended up meeting Vidal and having a friendship with him and doing a photograph that actually inspired the Helping Hands Hurricane Katrina. So I did the photo for that and that. So to start where I started, and um, in a time where you know we had a recession, and um, to get into hairdressing it was a bit hard, and I had to wait six months to get the job. Actually, my first job, I had to wash cars in between, so it wasn't a it wasn't a fast start. But I've been very fortunate to have many mentors and some the most amazing people through my career as a hairdresser um, before I before I went to tech sort of thing. I'm still doing everything <laughs> by the way.
0: Yeah. So what was that like meeting Vidal Sassoon? I mean, when you were, you know, saying that, you know, he's kind of what got you into this or that you saw a video of him and you're like, oh, I could, you know, I could do that. How was that moment? Was that just like completely surreal for you?
1: Um, I have to answer that. I'll, I'll even let you know where I was. I was in the lift in in the Hilton in London. Uh, the first time I met him, way, way, I can't even remember what it was now. And um, I was phot- photographing an event because uh, at the time – I was the artistic director of Instyle in Australia, um, and I was a photographer for him. My records, and I worked with everyone from you know, in uh, bands. Um, uh, Joe Cocker, Cradhouse, um, different bands at the time, Duran Duran, and all that. Wow. And um, and I, so I was doing this event, and I met him, and I can't. And I met all those people, and um, and um, when I met him in the lift, uh, it was like it was surreal. I, I, I'll be honest, and and I sort of froze, and even though all those other artists, it was just a job. When I met Vidal, it was like, oh my god, that's the reason I started hair. Like it was, it was, it was. But he made me feel very comfortable, and his wife Ronnie, they were lovely. And um, and then one thing led to another, and I ended up, he's ended, he ended up cooking me lunch in his house, and uh, we, uh, I did photos of his hands, as you know, and um, and we, he just, we talked about art and a lot of things other than hairdressing. But we talked at the time about how young people influence the industry, but also anything to do you know you've got to get the ideas from the young but the older you know more experienced people need to help nurture that uh, process and you know we're lifelong learners as jerry gordon used to say to me and it's important to uh remember that that even though you start when you're younger you just keep learning you'll keep uh influencing or doing things that are positive for other people It's, it's a great thing so that's that was sort of my base where i started which we'll get into the reason i suppose why i've ended up doing hairdressing slash Tech And at first, I suppose, just to finish off the hairdressing stuff, I was a bit, um, I wasn't embarrassed, but it was sort of tough to, um, um, I suppose, explain to people how I do hairdressing, but now I'm doing tech. But now I don't, it doesn't bother me. I just said, look, I'm a hairdresser by trade and I love it. And um, I'm doing tech because I like it. And it's it's actually got another cause for where I'm going in my life.
0: Yeah. And I think that one of the things that you've probably noticed, and it just, I don't know, just... I think that sometimes there are people that can see needs in an industry. There are people that are saying, you know what, this is good and this is fine. But like you said, we're constantly evolving and constantly changing. So there has to be somebody that's gonna say, here's what we need. You know, we need to, uh, you know, bring this into it as well and this. I mean, that's really important. We can't keep doing the same thing that we've done over and over and over again um, or the industry won't grow. And I mean, we talk about this all the time that, you know, over the last couple of years, the industry has changed more than it did the 20 years before that there's just a lot happening and a lot that you know is changing and I really love that you said that you know you need to take um you know the tips or you need to like work with younger Silas too there's a lot that you know stylists that have been in the industry for 40 years can give to somebody that is new and fresh into it and the same thing it goes it goes both ways so I really love that that you said that and that you guys um got to speak about that I mean all of it's just so crazy for me to imagine like being in the same places, but also as soon. So, um, I really yeah. love that you got that opportunity. Well,
1: it, it, yeah, it's, um, I, I was very fortunate and, you, and and humbled by it. And it sets and I say that sincerely because it's, um, it's not something a lot of people got to do. So I was very lucky. I was yeah. very lucky.
0: Well, especially when that's the person that kind of got you into this. I think that that makes yeah. it really more special that you're like, oh, yeah. this is why. And look at here we are together. Like it just sometimes, like, I don't know. I just kind of believe that you're, you're put there for a reason, maybe, you know, like you were meant to yeah. meet him and be able to to learn and, and talk yeah. with him too. So, um, okay. Well, so been a lot of reasons. Yep. Yeah. So you owned a salon for how, or you still currently own a salon. So, yeah, how long- no, I, I own the
1: salon, but my wife, um, and- my wife pretty much tells me what to do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what is your schedule like now? I mean, how many days are you behind the chair? How many days uh, are you working?
1: I'm actually still, would you believe, I'm still behind the chair at least uh, most weeks, three days a week. Wow. Because I love doing it. And to be really honest, the opportunities from the tech have come from my customers just talking and they've they've believed in me as customers, as Hair, and they've also encouraged me to do the things I do. So I Hair's given me pretty much the start i know that sounds funny after i I haven't been doing 40 years yet but i'm i'm getting now i'm just over 30 i think (laughs) but it's um but um it it, it's um it has given me the start and inspiration to to do the things i've done because the first thing i did in i suppose my journey of tech if you want i'll do it in a short version saying a laugh about that one (laughs) um it's um i i actually started doing uh, education for hairdressing, which turned into, I did CD-ROM back in the early 2000s of education. We actually did multi, I was the first in the world to do multilingual on uh, CD-ROM and then I decided video is the way it's going to go. So I, I made videos on DVDs um, the, uh, I, I, I was in the first sort of half a dozen or so people that do that not even Tony and Guy or Vidal Sassoon were making um, DVDs at the time I was one of the first to do that then um then i was the f- first to do video online we did a thing called envision academy and we had some challenges with some ip uh someone copied our ip so it sort of oh it was that's another that's another story in itself and um yeah a very large company copied us but then they 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 lost the case and we moved on so there were some challenges but then the biggest challenge i suppose that put me on the direction to where i am here with you today was um I just won a Global Business Award with um, UCLA and uh, Paul and me and Ken, who I got to meet as well, who started Redken, who wow. was a lovely lady. And um, and she, um, uh, at the time, encouraged me to sort of you know, keep being innovative, Jamie, keep doing that, which was really nice. And um, what happened was three days after I, I uh, won the Global Business Award, went back from London, my second daughter was born. And um, she basically had a cardiac arrest on the table and died in front of me and they brought her back. And while they were bringing her back um, and um, for the hour and the helicopters and all that sort of stuff, someone, someone, the, the, the nurse, sorry, was um, keeping her alive and they knew that I was going to, you wouldn't believe it, call, have the name, my wife was going to call my daughter Georgia Atlanta, which is after close to you at Tennessee and yeah. there's lots of reason why. Yeah, yeah, it was very close. I got some close friends there in Henderson, but also to tech as well and um <clears throat> anyway this is this is 15 years ago and uh coming up in june and uh basically uh, while that was happening um uh, uh, i came over the radio while i was listening and waiting for what we're gonna where we're gonna go what hospital and all that uh ray charles had just died and they played georgia on my mind and the nurse turned to me because she knew the name and she said um she's going to make you do something special in this world and um I haven't told too many people. Actually, but Jonathan, this is the first time publicly I've told it, and and I I just think it's a part of my story, and I'm 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 proud of it that it that my daughter encouraged me, or it, without knowing it, because she's severely disabled, can't talk, walk. She's in nappies, and um, still at 14, and wow. uh, but but we get through those tough times, and I think through learning about stuff. But it inspired me. and I thought <clears throat> I was sitting there oh, a month or so into it, and 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 there was no information about um, uh, how can I put it to help disabilities um, how to help families understand so I thought well I've got this video platform we have had a few challenges in here even though I kept doing it um, which I have and um, and I thought why don't I use those skills to actually then develop something that I could actually turn into helping others even you know with my experience i've learned in headdressing education and what have you to help disabilities so the journey started anyway cut kind a of long story in between about three or four years ago three years ago we were doing bes- what they call bespoke in um head in in, in um, tech and a lot of programs you would see in headdressing were up until as you pointed out four or five years ago were bespoke meaning bespoke for those that don't know what it is meaning it's built it's purpose built just for just for um for that purpose so for instance if you got a um, point of sale in hairdressing it was just for hairdressing if you hear i'm going with that yeah so and where tech's going now is that if you can't choose build or plug in anything my prediction in the next five years if a tech platform doesn't do that then it's not going to be used by the younger people because it's not easy Mm -hmm. it's not uh, and, and no matter whether it's hairdressing or anything and I've ended up in anything, but everything is where it started. And um, so, three years ago, we actually shut that company down that I started to do that because I realised that um, the direction we we're going was gonna—it was gonna die because we wouldn't be able to move fast enough. So, cut a long story short, I've ended in—I've ended up in artificial intelligence and a software as a service model, which we're launching in Atlanta. Would you believe? If you go back to the story, and I didn't plan it that way, our first event, and even though it's in hairdressing, even though I'm in tech, in other industries, including um, including sort of accounting and what have you, uh, with our platform that can be used for hairdressing as well, and um, or other industries like food or whatever, um, our first. Um, First event's going to be in Atlanta, from where I started. Can you believe that? It's like, the, so
0: incredible. And I just feel like, I mean, I had it's, like goosebumps it's meant to be. the whole it's meant to time be. <laughs> that you were telling that story. I mean, I'm like, I wanted yeah. to just like let you finish it, but I'm like, oh my goodness, like there's so much there. Um, and well, it's I just sort of think to it's, be. yes, no, I, can, I think it's, of it's course, I think that's incredible. Sadly,
1: I, to, I can't be there. I'm going to be in the land of the week after, as time put it. Um, Zane's going to um. Be there for me um, because I, I'm actually on a, a, you know, I'm in Paris talking to some a beauty company out of out of here, but a, a, a French beauty company called payo that I'm um, looking at um at working with us as well potentially and um so I, I just time I, I can't even be there but I'll be there the next weekend though so it's That's okay insane. it's um it's just that we're in Atlanta anyway so it's uh That's it's just so where it crazy. started is where it's launching where. But it happens to be in here, which is I'm very proud of.
0: Yeah. So how – I wanted to ask you, so just going back to what you said as being, like, one of the first people to do, like, the DVDs the online, what was it that made you say – this is what I need to be doing. Like, I need to stop putting my energy or I need to spread my energy, I think is kind of how it goes usually when these things happen. It's not stopping. It's definitely spreading energy.
1: As Frank Frank Gambuza would say, uh, Jamie, Jamie, yeah, spreads his energy in a lot of places. That's a
0: good (laughs) way of putting it. Yes, exactly. So how did you decide that this is what you wanted to go towards? Have you always kind of just been interested in that or did you Uh, see that there was like a need uh, for it?
1: I've... It, it, that's a good question i i, I do remember sort of uh, vaguely because it's you know you, you move on when, once you do something oh, i'm not one of these people that hang on to the past you, the, the future is much more exciting to me um um it's like that famous saying you know yesterday was history today is the present, tomorrow's you know the you know the, the exciting future you know so um i i think at the time like i am now i don't think i've changed at all from that i like innovation i I like looking at things differently i like solving problems that no one else has done not that i want to be like good old me i've done something someone hasn't done it's more the challenge of Um, as looking at something and going and looking at it differently. And I think that's what if people, you know, take away from, I know where you're, um, you know, the listeners to this is looking at it differently, but not looking at it from your perspective, looking at it from other people's perspective. And I think hairdressing in itself actually helped me look at it differently because when you're looking at a client, it's like looking at a, uh, every time you do a consultation, you must look at a client as if you're doing a new painting. So it's like a fresh canvas, and if you don't look at them as if they're a fresh canvas every time, even if they come in two times a week. When I mean, we've got clients in our, our business when you know um, here in Australia, they come in twice a week for a blow-dry. Now, if you look at them the same way, trust me, they will get bored, they will leave you. If you don't offer something different to them, and it might be just subtle. Let's do this little flick on the front. Let's do this straightener at the back. Let's not use the straightener today. Okay, you want it the same? Change the conversation on the day make them feel special, ask them open-ended questions. And I think if I go back to your question with the DVDs, that's what drove me to look at it differently. I thought, yeah, okay, we can do DVDs with it. Why not? You know, cause I had friends around the world and I was doing shoots around the world in, you know, music at the time and I was doing hair. So I was moonlight. I've always had, hair's been my stability in my life and I've, they say that young people are going to have 10, 12, 14 jobs. I think I've had 20 jobs, and <laughs> but hairdressing has been hairdressing has been my steady steady influence to, to to my career. And you know what I mean. And I'll be honest about that. That's it has been. It's given me the start to what I when I do other things because it keeps me excited doing something different. And I think that's why it started. I thought, well, let's do something different. So it was a challenge that no one had done, I suppose. And that's what and i thought let's do it and um yeah it was at the time it was a success um we didn't keep doing it for various reasons one was because of that um getting copied by um you know i was actually copied by l'oréal and uh, anyway that's a whole other other story but um um but you know it it all worked out okay in the end but we sort of moved on from that because um it made it difficult to keep working under that brand that we were doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think
0: what's so interesting about that is this is in a time that was before YouTube, um, before all of that. And I think that those things have Mm. changed the industry so much. Um, The videos and the, I mean, I meet with students all the time that are like, you know, or I I guess it's mostly parents that will tell me, Oh, she's on YouTube constantly watching hair and makeup tutorials. You know, that's all she does. This is what she's into. You kind of, You got into this before then. So it's crazy to think that like what you were doing and kind of what you were trying to make happen too with the videos and making education be able to be shared um, in Atlanta and here, you know, Knoxville, Tennessee and and Australia. Mm -hmm. Um, Those things are really incredible. And you just kind of did it in a different way before we all knew what was coming so i think that there's yeah there's got to be something Uh, that's inside of you that's just like a little bit different that can kind of see um when things start to change or when there is a shift you know whether it's a conscious thing or not i think that there's definitely got to be something there
1: yeah and that's why and, and it's recognizing others i think at the time and that you're working with that may be smarter than what you are in areas and i've always thought you've got to surround yourself with those people and like my current um co-founder who's been with me a few years now i mean he he developed actual um in artificial intelligence he and no one recognizes it. so it's recognizing people's specialties and they may be a little different and as you know in our industry there are a lot of little different people and um and um he he basically built google home four years before google launched wow actually on a computer working the only reason it didn't work is because um uh, speak, speech ac- activation in those days back in the early 90s before Google launched in 98, um, it, the, speakers, the speech to text wasn't working and there was no technology around speech to text. So that's the only reason he never actually took it further. But also, you know, he, he was um, yeah, a bit of an odd bird. He admits it. He was a bit left to right. Um, I mean, I think you uh, kind of he, have
0: to be a little bit. I mean, I think you just have yeah, to be to but it's like people, think outside but it's the box.
1: Looking up, yeah, but it's people looking after those sort of people, and you've got to look after those special people in the industry. And I've had people look after me, so my wife thinks I'm special, but that's a different reason. <laughs> but um, yeah, but, but she thinks I'm special. She thinks I'm a bit of an odd bird, basically, not special the other way. But um, but yeah, but Simon went on to what you call the Navy SEALs, being the main tech AI artificial intelligence support for um, the Navy SEALs for ten years in Afghanistan and um, Iraq. So. So for the two for me and hairdressing to match up with someone like that um, and we just get along like brothers now and it's like we're inseparable and it's um, it's a it's a really unique um, thing and the reason I bring it up is because sometimes if you do it with someone it's it's more exciting and doing it on your own is tough you know what I mean so allowing people in and, and, and encouraging a team around you if you're a leader or if you're a person that's that you know is really good at something being part of a team that actually helps you you know achieve the goals you want to achieve it's really important to do those sort of things and that's why I'm sort of blending the two together in this conversation because they do have a lot of correlation between them if you know what I mean
0: yeah definitely and I think it's a lot more exciting when you're in business with somebody when you can like call them and be like hey this happened and that like it's just somebody to like share mm-hmm. that excitement with and the downside too <laughs> I mean when there are tough times and you have someone to go through it with also so um, okay so yeah. I want to talk to you about what this means for the beauty industry. I know you kind of hinted at it a little bit that it's um, like a more of a customer service um, base. Like, what kind of things do you think are going to change um, in the industry? You know, what do you see coming? What What will this help to do?
1: Um. Well, with with our first uh, product, we've we, we've got a thing that's going to be. It's you can go online now. It's not. We're not letting the page go. You go online now. And I think 18th, whenever we launch it, it's valisesweet dot com. Um, and the reason we did it sweet is, is and, and, and and how it's how this can make us look at the industry different. Because with our first product, we've got a we've got a patent on it, so it's actually no one in the world's actually done what we're launching in Atlanta before. It's even um, potentially, arguably, um, more powerful than um, than uh, Microsoft Q and A, and and from a from a user point of view, ease of use what we're launching in Atlanta on May 18th, I think it is on 19th or something like that. And, um, but you'll be able to sign up um, to a SAS and what goes back to that technology, you'll be able to build it yourself. You won't need a technologist to help you as long as you are prepared to teach this particular technology, because that's the thing in the modern technology, you can't wait for it to happen. The biggest thing I've seen in headdressing um in the past sort of 10 20 years is people wait for it to happen and expect everybody else to do it around them sometimes Mm -hmm. with technology where it's going it's not like it's like in our case we're a virtual assistant with our first tool and whereas the chatbot sort of thing is you you got to get someone to build it for you whereas we're doing something where you can be a part of the experience and that's sort of probably where i'm taking it with being too without being too high level is you need to be part of the experience with technology and i think and you've got to actually do the work to actually get things going because then it will be your friend if you wait for it to come to you technology now then it's not going to be your friend if that sort of makes sense where i took that part of the conversation and it's very important to engage yourself and understand what's actually happening and how and what you've got to do to actually help the experience happen for your customers if that makes sense which goes back to what i said of choose build and plug in so if you choose something to help you if you want to build something that's fine if you just want to plug it in that's the approach i would take and that's sort of what we're doing with our software and having a suite approach like adobe for instance launched a pdf first then now they've got creative Cloud. microsoft did excel now you've got windows if you know what i mean when google launched they had search they had apps so what we're doing as a company to help the industry as well as anyone else understand technology and help them through that process is we're starting with a suite approach. So then there's tools that will come every several months. You'll see new things coming all the time, which goes back to things in hairdressing. And the one thing that did happen in the 80s, 90s and early 2000s was new things kept happening. Innovation kept happening. What I'm seeing in the industry at the moment, things just get changed a bit there's some innovation around obviously technology but in products there's not a lot of new things coming that's just slightly different and someone gives it a new name does a good marketing thing i i actually love what happens on youtube but then someone becomes an influencer but they have no experience on what the product does so i think there's going to be some blending of that over the next five years i think that's i think technology and where influencers have gone and where product is, I think if the two or three can come together, I think then you're going to see a big change in the industry. I think at the moment, they're a little bit out on their own, the different things, um, technology out on its own, the salons are out on their own and, and influence are out on their own. If you look at the industry as such, that's just my opinion. Anyway.
0: Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think that makes, I think that makes complete sense. So who do you think is going to um, benefit from this immediately? Is it, you know, larger salons? Is it, you know, smaller salons? Who do you, I mean. You mean
1: our technology yes, that we built?
0: Yes, Um,
1: No, uh, anybody. You could, you could have a, as long as you've got a, a, a website um, as such. Um. Even though you know we'll be we'll be going into that in the next sort of six months, I'm releasing some things around that. But you could have a website and pop this, embed this code into you know just drop it into the back of your website and it'll work straight away. The biggest thing is is teaching it um, how to how you want it to communicate. Because we've got complex questioning. We have wisdom. You have behaviour. So you can actually set it to the culture of your yourself. You know what I mean. So because ultimately, the more you teach it, the more you actually. Um, it becomes like you. It's like a it's like a virtual assistant that is um with natural language, if you know what I mean. So uh, Yeah, that's it's so really awesome cool. to
0: know like how I would want to answer a question or how, you know, you would want to yeah. answer a question, like to teach it's that to make sure that it's still 100%. seems like you and that it doesn't feel yes. like this is somebody else. I mean it still feels like, Oh, this is Bobby, you know, like I think that yeah. that's something that'd be really cool to and make it's sure that more, everything's phrased that way.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you probably would, you know, you do a blend like a smaller salon would we to actually leave the 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 virtual assistant on all the time, if you know what I mean. Because mm-hmm. there is a difference. There was an article in Forbes back in December. There is a very big difference between chatbot and virtual assistant. They're, they're light years apart as far as what they do. Um, so that's we've gone the more modern way of doing it. That's what we're launching. Um, so, but for a larger salon, they may have a call center, for instance, and they'll be able to actually also integrate live so you can answer it. Because what happens is it actually, if you don't have an answer there, we have a, what we call an unanswered question. So basically the unanswered question actually, um, so if someone asks a question, um, do you have your operating hours? And now say someone hasn't put that in there. Well, it's, it, the, the assistant will go back to you and say, look, um, we haven't gonna an answer to that, we'll get back to you for instance. So what happens is it goes in and it's a question that lets the person know you haven't got an answer to this. You go in and you answer it, and then the person gets their answer. So you can so there's a blended, which goes back to what I think I said a lot earlier. It's got to be a blended approach, yeah. otherwise you. You don't get the full benefit i think if you just expect it to happen for you nothing it's like anything in life you know if you're in a marriage or a relationship you know gay or straight doesn't really matter if you if you if you want to have a good relationship it just doesn't happen you've got to you've got to work at it you've got to make it you know if you if you want it to be you know exciting and and, and a nice relationship you've got to communicate you know what i mean that's that's the sort of message i'm sort of getting across um if you really want to be at the cutting edge in the next year or two, if you were to come on and do what we do on our platform, it will be it will make you at cutting edge. I mean, we've got a an accounting practice that's looking at doing it and got, wants to go for an award because uh, once they start using it in the next month when we launch it, because she knows that no other accountant will do it so it's getting on top of something that is cool which i think you know our product is going to be different and cool enough and there's nothing else like it in the market so um you know people can um and r ah and all that but you know there's a lot of people to do that but the ones that get on it i know will it will make their business um, um better and then as we release other tools around it wh- and which you know obviously that's a bit of a secret so even if you sign up you'll see other things happen even if you're not you know paying for anything because you get a free 14-day trial as well without awesome. um and
0: yeah. I think you brought up a good point. I think that sometimes people are afraid of technology, are afraid of how it works. Like a lot of, I don't know, I, I guess it's probably um, some people that have been doing this maybe a little longer than others, but I 100% agree with what you're saying. And I think it's such a good message of like, you have to be willing to adapt with this and you have to go after it. Um, find the oh, change, totally. be that, like f- figure out what's going to work and try new things because you know, worst case scenario, um, you know, you've got some extra technology at your salon <laughs> <laughs> like it yeah, does yeah like and, there's like well, a huge downside
1: no no as long as as long as you as long as initially if you don't have um know, i'm very aware of some of the people that may be scared of um technology as long as you read the user guide and follow it no not necessarily like a bible at first it will come come to you it's like learning we need it's like me when i went into photography or i went into videos i went into that i had to learn like i didn't just learn this overnight this has been you know this process in the tech side has been nearly you know a 12 14 year um wow. experience to get to this level like it just doesn't you have to retrain your brain nearly to do things differently but it's but the thing is i'm proof of actually still hairdressing on the floor um still you know hair cutting and and getting excited about innovation if there is anything in that space which i you know do look look for um, not as much as probably when i was younger because that's all i did when i was younger but now i've got other responsibilities but it's um but i still i still i still love talking to my friends i'm very fortunate to have friends all over the world in hairdressing it's a very exciting industry and you know it's 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 it's, it's as my friend um, jerry gordon used to say it, it's having that existentialist Thinking and I know that's sort of a big word, but if you actually look at the meaning of existential, it's, it's been it's it nearly fearless of stuff. It's been not fearful or you know what I mean. You've got to be not afraid and and it's um it's very much a philosophy thinking way of things, but it's a very I think it's the way we need to look at it. Uh, it's so funny that list. you
0: said that quote because I actually have in my notes here, um, just as you were talking, of like a question that I wanted to ask you because you seem so confident in all of this. And you just seem like you've tried different things. Some things have worked. Some things have not. And this is all on top of you doing care. So I think that that is crazy in itself. Um, but then, you know, you don't seem afraid to fail. I mean, you seem like, okay, oh. you're going to try this. And if. It doesn't work, then you have like the next thing. And I think that that is such a great message, um, especially because, you know, most of the audience and most of the people that are listening are students that are in beauty school or are new in the industry. But I think that the message that I've gotten from this and like what I wrote down was yeah, to not be afraid of failing, to be able to well, open yourself up to different things. I mean, I have a-
1: have a look at it. And it's like, you know, when Walt Disney was younger, for instance, um, you know, remember, like, he got older eventually, which we all do. <laughs> but when he was young and when he went to draw a Mickey Mouse, I don't know, I can't remember the exact amount, but it was over 100 banks in a time, I think, in the Depression, when he and in, in a time when he was young to, to to borrow money to draw a Mickey Mouse. He went over 100. He got 100 no's before he got a yes. Wow. You know what I mean? It's like you look at someone like um, uh, Monet in the arts, like, he was 50 before he actually sold his first major painting he got through life um he was 50 the guy who started mcdonald's was 52 now they still were young when they sort of started and got excited and did things but it took it takes time sometimes to get there and i i think that's what young people have got to understand like you can still have a fun career you got to remember that something like i i've like as i said i've worked with living and john i've worked with all these amazing people that are, when she was young and did greece she was amazing she's now older and still well respected you know what i mean it's like you don't have you got to remember we all get old at some point but the point is it's having a great journey and going back to what you said there don't be afraid of failing because as long as you learn from your mistakes and and they're not really that's just it's a learning experience i look at it not a not a failing and yeah yeah you get disappointed i'll be honest at, at different times I my heart hun- my heart sunk at different times in life but then i go okay I have my, I call it 30 second rule. And if you, if you keep, you know, feeling sorry for yourself after 30 seconds, then you're not going to grow. So I go, you know, 30, okay, cool. such that, move on. You know what I mean? Like you, you can't, yeah. you can't wait. No one else is going to change it unless you want to change it. It's basically, and that's what you were saying as yeah. well. Yeah.
0: And I think that one of the things that we, you know, talk about a lot on the podcast is just the generational difference of, you know, students coming out of beauty school, wanting this success right away, wanting the Instagram followers wanting that everything they want to be the biggest they want to be the best the most likes like all of that stuff um it's kind of hard to juggle um and it's kind of hard to take a step back to say just wait a minute like keep trying keep moving keep doing that stuff but like just give it a second
1: yeah but you know what it's funny you say that and this is and I don't hear a lot of people in the industry saying this I don't actually see a lot of difference between when I was 16 or 17, and what I was like. Cause I can I can guarantee you, up until I was 21, I don't think I listened to anyone that told me what to do. Yeah. But um, <laughs> like you know what I mean. But but then there were a couple of strong mentors, and which is probably my point around that is go and try lots of things and do this shoot and look like you you know and just get excited about what you do. I actually encourage that because it it develops your thinking, it develops your doing. But do a little bit of study around stuff of. Like I, I, have um, was encouraged to look into philosophy type things, and I've looked in the last year with um, Sartre and Albuquerque and, and stuff like that, and and things like that actually help you think a little different. If I encourage anyone to do anything like that, but 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 going back to when you're younger, it's 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 pushing those boundaries, which goes back to Vidal, what I originally said. You get the ideas from the young. So if you look at it from what you said, great ideas come from people that want to just make it that this it all to happen for them. But what they need to understand is there's a, there's a, there is a, there is a reason people that are older that have been successful for a long period. And that is at some point that they realize they've got to become humble and, and, and listen and learn. And I think that's, if you can have a little bit of both and a blended goes back to that blended thing, when you're young, by all means push those boundaries, because we won't get new ideas if we don't push those boundaries. So yeah. it's important to do it, but it's important to listen, to someone to say, that's a great idea. But if you looked at it this way, this way, and this way, then you might find it. And then go away and try it. It's a bit like, you know, try it this way. It's a bit like sliding doors. You know what I mean? You try it this way and see what happens. Try it this way, see what happens. And you'll find which way is best. It's the same if you're budgeting. It's like here's all my, here's all the things I've got to spend this month to, you know, for my cost. And here's all the things that um, I can save and just see so make sure you budget. As long as you think along those lines and apply that to stuff you do in life i, I think I, I i don't think it's any different i think technology makes things faster now a little bit but then at the same time it's still the end result you still gotta have a human do something you know what i mean it's right. it's, it's, it's the same, same.
0: Yeah, I I don't Um,
1: think it's changed much. My opinion is anyway.
0: Yeah. And I really, I mean, I really like that point of view and I like that. um, I think just that human connection of, and I think that this goes back to what you said of the mentors and stuff too, um, is just having that human connection, opening yourself up to learn from other people. And like you said earlier, like from a client, this all happened or, you know, things that happened in the past for you from a client too. So it's not even just people in the industry, but just making sure that you're, you know, focusing on the connections that you have with the people in your chair, like those Conversations and where that can kind of guide you in your career. I mean, it's exactly what happened with me, and I think that there's a lot that we can say for that too.
1: Oh, totally, totally. And and and, and you know, and and we haven't brought up our, I call them guests. Actually, I try not to talk, call them clients because really they're our guest in our environment, and it's very important that our guests you know, feel safe. They feel like you, you know, you care. They feel like you do because those sort of things. I reckon that's why uh, one of my skills in tech now, and people will say so around me, I was fortunate to meet a guy called Peter Davison who helped started uh, PayPal with them. So you look at, I met I've met the guy who started PayPal wow. the mathematician behind that. So, and and he's become a bit of a mentor to me now. And he just said to me straight up, he says, Jamie, you've got something I don't have. I'm not a mathematician. I'll tell you now. Um, I, I'm actually dyslexia. I'm not a very good mathematician <laughs> at all. But, um, but, but what he said was you're a people's person and, and, you really your skill is people and i can tell you now if i didn't do hairdressing, i probably wouldn't have had that skill people have people is really important to hairdressing, and and the same using it with technology and it goes back to what we're doing with um, um uh, your expert customer care like with uh, one of our tools on the lease suite it's it's really important to use your people skills to understand how you want to portray your message or your um, the way you're communicating with people, even though it's a virtual assistant, it's very important to use those skills we have. Cause I think hairdressing, small or large salons will do really well with, um, with this technology, whether it's ours or somebody else's. Yeah,
0: no, I agree. And I, I, and I love Fresh it. Be I, ours. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And I really like how you tie it all back to the beauty industry. So I'm I'm so excited to hear more about this and to just kind of see what what happens with it and kind of follow this this journey. So thank you so much for being with us today, and thank you to our sponsor Tennessee School of Beauty. You can visit them at www.tennisschoolbeauty.com. You can follow them at tn school of beauty on Instagram and Facebook, and don't forget to follow me at beauty school bobby on Instagram and visit our website www.beautyschoolbobby.com where you can listen to all of our episodes. Thank you. You so much for listening until next time, guys. Bye.